Earthlings. I mean, greetings, educators. How are you? Greetings are particularly relevant to today's conversation. Thanks for tuning in to Classroom Conversations, the platform for Georgia's teachers, a place where you can share and learn. And we have the Georgia Department of Education to thank for sponsoring this series, which is produced in partnership with Georgia Public Broadcasting. Today, in the realm of positive climate, we're meeting about greeting as we seek to understand why it's important to greet students at the door. Come on in. And in season two, episode two, in the year 2022, it's only natural to have two guests. Before I greet them, I'll just stare at their warm, patient faces as I introduce them to you. First up, Kaylee Moreno is an elementary teacher, third grade reading and writing, to be exact, in Valdosta, which is in Lowndes County. Kaylee teaches at Clyetteville Elementary School, and here's how I'll tease Kaylee's story. And our second teacher is a secondary teacher. Pollyanne Everett teaches at Jordan Vocational High School in Columbus, Georgia. That's in Muskogee County. Here's a clue about Pollyanne. <laughs> Welcome, Kaylee and Pollyanne. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Did I nail your sound effects? Yes. Totally. Totally. Good. <laughs> we'll explain what that means in just a second. Kaylee, tell us something interesting about yourself. Something interesting about me is that I have two cats um, that I adore very much, and I rescued them both. So they've both um, inspired me to one day have my own cat rescue. Um, And I recently got them a little thing to watch, but it's actually my classroom pet, which is a bearded dragon. What is a bearded dragon? Bearded dragon is right now a cute little reptile, but he will be, he or she, we're not really sure yet, (laughs) will be um, a large reptile that is going to help me teach responsibility and um, just have a friend around in the classroom. All right. Pollyann, what about you? Any fantastical creatures in your home or classroom? (laughs) (laughs) Do you count goats? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Fantastical. Um, yeah, I'm, I kind of live out in the country, and um, we have all kinds of stuff. We have um, blueberry bushes, you know, garden vegetables, um, pear trees, muscadines, scuppernogs, and goats. And um, so uh, I like to um, put things up, uh, can them, a.k.a. can them, um, and make stuff um, fresh, homemade from out of my garden. I've made everything possible from zucchini and pears, and always have an abundance of those. Um, So my favorite things to make and put up or can is zucchini bread and pear butter. Oh, my. You have our interest. What does zucchini (laughs) bread taste like? Oh, it it, nothing like zucchini. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Yeah, it's very like cinnamon sugar sweet. It's like a sweet bread. That's very good. Zucchini is just the most amazing vegetable. Such a versatile vegetable. It sure is. You guys are interesting people, which I love. I want to hear your why for choosing the teaching profession. Pollyann, you first. Sure. I'm not one of those people who comes from a long line of educators. I'm the only person in my family that is a teacher, and I did not even initially plan on going into education. It wasn't until my senior year of college when a local high school needed a Spanish teacher in the middle of the year, and they needed them quickly. And so they called on my alma mater, Judson College, to try to fill that vacancy 
as fast as possible. And since I've had a Spanish minor, I accepted the position. And so then they just kind of threw me into the classroom and I had no experience <laughs> whatsoever. Had teaching no, Spanish. Teaching in general. I had no <laughs> idea what I was doing. Um, I had not even taken an education class. Um, <laughs> so it was it was learning experience. I enjoyed it. Um, it was great. And I thought I could do, I can see myself doing this for you know long term. So I went back and got a master's in education. That's how I got there. But why I'm still there is because of the positive relationships that I'm building with students. Mm -hmm. And there's a quote um, that speaks to me by Erin Gruel. Um, She says, I realize if you can change a classroom, you can change a community. And if you change enough communities, you can change the world. So I'm trying to make a difference in the Chattahoochee Valley area um, in my classroom. And I understand that teachers have a tremendous influence on youth, and I hope that the healthy social skills that my students develop and shape in my classroom carries over into their personal lives. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to have a positive effect on how they treat their coworkers on the job, strangers in the street, and their future families that they will grow. I'm certain that you do. Tell me, tell me about your school, just briefly. So um, I am at Jordan Vocational College. Uh, Jordan Vocational High School College and Career Academy. Mm. Um, And we are blessed with a very diverse population of students. Um, I love having students from um, a variety of backgrounds and skill levels in my classes. That's incredible. Okay, I want to hear your why for the teaching profession, Kaylee. Yes. So I always kind of knew I wanted to be a teacher when I was little. I used to set up my stuffed animals and print out worksheets off my grandma's like big box computer, like the big chunky ones. I remember it. And I would print off worksheets for them and teach them. Um, And then it kind of got solidified for me when I was in high school. I was um, working for VBS and there was a young girl who came in who had um, disabilities and she was nonverbal. So her grandma was there bringing her for just a part of the VBS experience. And um, she told me like, hey, she probably won't talk to you, but Um, She's nonverbal. She still understands what you're saying. So I tried communicating with her in kind of our own way, and her grandma was floored. She was like, I've never seen anyone communicate with her like that. And so from that moment, I kind of knew, okay, I want to be a teacher. Um, And then I went to UNG in Dahlonega so that I could get my dual degree in early childhood and special education so that throughout my career I could have kind of have a choice where I wanted to go. But the reason why I stay is definitely for my students I just love like walking in every day Mm -hmm. and knowing that we're going to get to spend the day together, their personalities and just their outlooks on the world, especially um, the age that I teach is just so refreshing. And so that's why I stay is for them. Third graders. How long have you been teaching? Um, I've only been teaching for one year. This coming up year, um, starting in August, will only only be my second. Okay. So new to the game. And over here, Polly, we've got a veteran in you, Pollyanna. Oh, yeah. How many years for you? 18. There we go. You guys (laughs) represent both ends of the spectrum. I love that so much. And tell me a little bit about your school, Kaylee. Um, So I teach at Clyatteville Elementary School. And one of my favorite things about my school is how rooted in love we are. Um, Every teacher that I work with has such a love for the children we work with, and it really pours over into the school culture and climate. Um, I just love, like, the support that we have for one another, not only for ourselves and as teachers, but also for our students and families. Support. 
Yes. We need it, all yes. of us, especially at the student age, which is why you engage in a very important practice that we're going to talk about today. You're here because you're excellent greeters, <laughs> and that's a great skill for party hosts, too, by the way. But we're about to find out why door greeter is one of a teacher's most foundational jobs. A class greeting is when the teacher stands at the door and greets students as they enter the classroom. And I understand that research has shown that greeting students at the door helps them feel welcome, connected to their teachers, and it builds positive relationships as well. Let's dive into our interview, shall we? Tell us why you began greeting students at your door and why it's important. You go first, Pollyanne. Well, early in my career, I just greeted students at the door because that's what the principal asked me to do. It's um, <laughs> a good reason. It was more of a logistical you know, reason. More adult supervision in the hallways equals less disruptive you know, student situations. Ah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, later, I actually began to realize that it helped um, set the tone for my class and my expectations. Uh, that immediate initial positive interaction with students shows them that they're actually seen, and it even encourages participation in class. And you hand out stickers. I do. I mean, that <laughs> would motivate me. What yeah. kind of stickers? Oh, it depends on the theme of my classroom, usually. Um, like one year I had sloths. <laughs> so I had sloth That's stickers. so cute. <laughs> and high schoolers like this. Believe it or not, yes, they do. I know Good. there's there's a lot of um, people out there who go in, oh, my gosh. No, <laughs> it's all life's simple pleasures. We yeah. need them at all ages. Yes. Kaylee, tell us why you began greeting students at your door. I also began greeting students at my door because I was asked to. Uh, <laughs> a commonality. Yes. But for me, it also turned into more than just, you know, another adult in the hallway to watch students. It became um, a part of an ability to connect with each student and to make sure that, you know, when they're walking in the door this every morning, they're seen and they feel like their teacher has prioritized that time and set it aside so that they can have a connection with their students every day when they walk in. I want to hear how you do it. Would you walk us through your approach? Yes. Um, so when students are released into the hallway, which at our school is about 730-ish, um, I make my way to the door so that I'm there when my students make it to the door. Um, and I greet each student with a good morning and their name. And sometimes mm-hmm. um, the students will have a little story to share or they'll want an elbow bump, especially in the COVID times. Ah, we were the elbow bump. Elbow bumping, fist bumping. <laughs> um, or they might just say good morning back and then go have a seat. Um, But one other thing that I've incorporated into our morning routine is a daily check-in, which is kind of like an extension to my greeting at the door. Um, So each student fills out a Google form when they have a seat and it asks questions like, how are you feeling today on a scale of one to five? Um, Pick which emoji is most like what you feel right now. Or I also have a little part at the bottom that says, how can I be a better teacher for you today? And there's a place for them to fill that out. So it kind of just is a check-in with each kid at the door and at their um, desks before we get the day started. A little survey to see how they're doing. Yes. Which I'm sure helps you springboard into the lesson with Very that knowledge. Very much so. Just knowing where they start at the beginning of the day really helps to know where we're going to go. Right. Pollyann, what's your greeting process? Well, so you mentioned my stickers. Um, <laughs> often, um, as I, I greet them at the door, I'm giving out an extrinsic motivator and uh, stickers in this case. And I know that all, all my high school teachers that are listening are going, oh, no way. My 16, 17, 18-year-old students are not going to care about a sloth sticker. Um, but <laughs> I say, fair. that's right. Um, stickers, you know, are not elementary. Um, you would be surprised at how motivated you can get a high schooler. Um, with a sticker. Uh, So 
I do tie my stickers, though, to a classroom motivational system, like, you know, restroom or homework passes. Um, and as I greet them, I make a comment um, as to why they're receiving the stickers, such as, you know, um, you know, Johnny, thank you for coming in on time. Or, ah. um, you know, Jill, I appreciate that you took out your headbuds before even entering the classroom. And so this starts off um, the class in a positive way and leads to positive, respectful relationships between you and your students. What do you learn about them through this ritual? I bet you learned some surprising things, maybe sometimes more than you bargained for. <laughs> you first, yes. Pollyann. Well, this past year, I had a student who um, wore her feelings on her sleeve. Um, I could see her coming down the hallway, and I knew what kind of mood she was in. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> I didn't even have to say good morning yet. Um, but each morning, you know, I do what I always do, greet her and, and start up a, a little brief conversation. And if she was not in the best of moods, by the time the tardy bell rang, she would usually be in a better place mentally and, and more open and ready to learn. But if she was already in a good mood, <laughs> she would actually stand at the door with me out in the hallway and help me greet her classmates. A co-greeter. <laughs> yeah. So she was she was a hoot. Uh, but it was amazing uh, to me that as you know, as a high school student, she was willing to step up and interact with her teenage peers that way. What do you learn about your kids? So much can come out of an eight-year-old at eight in the morning. <laughs> it's been really fun, like getting to hear their stories when they come in. A lot of times they're like, oh, can I tell you about my pet and what they did yesterday? Or I won my soccer game or my football game. So they might share something like that, or they might share um, how they're feeling that day. Like if they come in and they're like, my head hurts. Mm -hmm. So I make a mental note to make sure that I'm keeping track of that or um, making sure that if a kid comes in and maybe they're just a little off, they might... Um, kind of be on my radar for the rest of the day. But also on the daily check-in, I have kids share um, stories like they would in person to even the things as random as, Miss Moreno, I have the hiccups today. And I'm like, oh, thank you for sharing. <laughs> Do you try to cure them of the hiccups is I the question. I told them the trick of like taking sips of water. Oh, yeah. um, I don't know if it worked or not. I can't remember. It was in December that it happened. So it feels like years ago. It does. I'm sure. <laughs> Next time, let's get some data on this and yes. see, if that, see if that actually works. I could see how this would be promoting positivity in the classroom. And tell me how. How has the strategy positively impacted your learning environment and student engagement? I mean, do you see things like reduction in office referrals? Do you see more, more student engagement? What are you seeing, Kaylee? It's definitely been a positive impact on the learning environment. Um, it helps build my relationships with students, which really spills over into everything that happens in the classroom. Um, one of my professors in college taught us that the basis of everything that we do as teachers always comes back to the relationships that you have with them. Mm -hmm. So that has kind of become like an integral part of who I am as a teacher. Um, and so I know that if I take the time to stand there and greet them, that over time that's going to form a relationship with that student, which spills into everything else in the room. So um, with office referrals, I've been very blessed this year, and I really haven't had that many. But um, in the situations where we have had office referrals, they've definitely decreased for this because when you form a relationship with a student, it – creates the power of a conversation. So when you see that behavior kind of start, you know, oh, the student needs an intervention. We're going to talk in the hallway. Um, and you already have that rapport with the student. So you're able to converse about it and come to the bottom of it before the behavior ever even becomes a problem. So it's impacted our learning environment so much that even students have started doing it where um, they missed out on a lot of integral or very important 
social interaction with the pandemic. Yeah, face-to-face time. Face-to-face. So when we all came back together, for a lot of our kids, this was the first time in a couple years that they had been in a classroom together. And I could notice how just greeting them at the door was starting to uh, build their relationships with each other, too, not just with me. So it's been a great, great thing in the classroom. So for you, it's been relationship building. Yes. How has it positively impacted your classroom in high school, Pollyann? Well, greeting students starts the day off on the right foot for me. Um, This definitely is a cornerstone to building a positive rapport with your students, like you said. Um, If you have to reprimand them or talk to them out in the hallway, they're more open to what you're saying. Really? Yes. Mm -hmm. They don't think that that you're just picking on them or they feel like, um, you know, the only time you're talking to me is when you're getting on to me. Because you've already connected with them first in a positive way. Exactly. And so um, you don't want every interaction you have with a student to be negative for the whole day, you know. So you want to start out positive. Um, So since incorporating um, the greeting students at the door and positive behavior interventions, Um, in my classroom. I've definitely seen a decrease in office referrals. Um, I always say that I would rather give up five minutes at the beginning of class, the first couple of weeks, setting up expectations and rituals and routines. If it saves me from having to spend 20 or 30 minutes Uh. of valuable instruction time later on dealing with a discipline issue, it's like you said, it doesn't even happen. It doesn't become an issue. Mm -hmm. And it compounds on the back end, whereas this is a preventive measure. Right. Well, let's talk about the time thing, because you mentioned that a bit, Pollyann, taking time to greet students at the door. I could see how that could be time consuming for busy teachers like yourselves. Share how you manage your time to implement a proactive strategy like this every single day. Uh, So I make sure that I have nearly everything ready to go the night before. Okay. Um, In the morning, I want to be able to focus on what, uh, you know, what I have to do, like put the do now on the board um, or have my bell ringer ready to go. Um, And then mentally run through my lesson plan for the day to make sure I have all my websites, my programs, Google Slides, doodads, whatever you got going on, that they're easily (laughs) accessible. (laughs) (laughs) And then it's just a matter of of stopping what I'm doing and and making my way to the door. Um, And it's one of those things if if I don't happen to make it because I have to hit send on an urgent email or I'm, uh, you know, across the hall and have to speak with a teacher, another teacher, um, the students will, uh, will say, oh. Um, where were you? Oh, my goodness. They hold you accountable. <laughs> yes, they do. And Don't teach where were you. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and you want to be consistent with that. They come to expect that consistency, and it keeps you on your toes. And um, so you also want to set up your routines at the start of the year um, or semester. We work on semesters in high school um, where I'm at. Um, you want it to become second nature. You don't want to feel like it's um, something that you have to remember to do. So starting on day one, I greet them at the door and get that routine going. And then also, even after a, a break, like Thanksgiving or spring break, when we come back, I'll go right back and reiterate my behavior expectations for several days because that helps um, the students and the teachers right. get back on track. Kaylee, how do you carve out time for this? Um, so it's definitely no secret that we have so limited time as educators. So um, I definitely try to... Anytime that I have something to do, I know that I've already set aside a time for that so that this 30 minutes is uninterrupted every morning that I can just be at my door greeting my students. Um, So one thing that I do as well is I make sure everything is ready to go the day before when I go home so that when I get to school the next morning, my lesson plans are out. All I have to focus on is putting up my lunch and um, getting my morning slides pulled up as well. Um, But really just prioritizing it and knowing when I'm walking into the day that 
from 7.30 to 8 o'clock, I'm going to be at my door. I'm going to be greeting my students um, because showing them that I prioritize that time with them will also in turn make them prioritize their time with me. Absolutely. It's a trade-off. Could you just think of a favorite example you had? There's got to be one about a particular student's greeting and how it impacted their learning for the day. Yes. Um, I actually, this one is was a repetitive, like, smile on my face every day. Um, and they shared it through our daily check-in, which is kind of like the extension of our morning greeting. And every day, or at least I'd say twice or three times a week, I had one student who really um, loved to share a little blurb at the bottom, like an inspirational thing for me. Um, and one thing that the student and I really connected over was how much we both love cats. So <laughs> <laughs> always the cats, <laughs> always the cats. But being able to like have that little um, connection between the two of us meant that they loved to share something about it. So every morning or most mornings, they would say, Miss Moreno, I can't wait to spend the day learning with you. Um, but your cats told me that they really want you to come home and watch birds on the TV with them in the evening. Oh, they're advocating for the cats <laughs> They're advocating for the cats. So just even though it's not academic, it still um, is a way that I can connect with my students, which spills over that much more into um, being ready for the day and being ready to learn because they've had that moment of, oh, like I got to feel connected with my teacher today. Now I'm ready to go. And something else that makes me think of when I was a student is just the idea that learning retention can be connected to other things you remember. Yes. So if you have this hilarious conversation in class about your cats and your future cat cafe dreams, <laughs> they might remember that that was a day that they learned about X. Yes. Those connections really make that um, that stick in the brain a little bit more. Exactly. <laughs> and we like things to stick because the older you get, it just flies right out. <laughs> I don't even know where the knowledge goes. Polly Ann, do you have an example? I do. I actually have two. That student that I mentioned earlier that wore her emotions on her sleeve. Um, well, the daily a positive encounter that I had with her at the door um, really helped her get through some um, tough educational days because she was the type that if something got too hard, she would just shut down mm -hmm. and give up. Um, but because we had that positive relationship already built, um, I was able to pull her through some tough topics and concepts without her putting up a mental barrier. And then I had uh, another student this year who was a tough cookie behaviorally. Oh. Um, he was one of those that were just too cool for school types, you know. Mm. Um, he had to keep up appearances for his classmates. Um, I gotcha. I know the type, yes. <laughs> so the daily personalized greetings um, helped to build that positive rapport with him, which not only helped his behavior in class when I had to correct him, it really made him actually open to the conversation. And so he knew that I was just, you know, wanted what was best for him. And he voluntarily, you know, corrected the behavior before it turned into an issue. Um, and he actually went an entire week where he volunteered to put his cell phone on my desk because he understood that it was beyond distracting Disruptive. for him. Yes. It was, yeah, it was bad. And it was starting to affect his academics negatively. And so, you know, without the positive rapport that started at the door, mm. that positive relationship would have been much harder to build up. Mm -hmm. Right. Positive greetings, positive rapport, positive outcomes. You guys are really bringing it full circle. Well, shall we conclude with some enriching tips, maybe some suggestions you might be willing to share for other teachers who want to establish this routine? You want to go first, Kaylee? Sure. Um, so this one thing is something that really changed the trajectory of my entire first year of teaching. Um, if I wouldn't have been there at the door, I feel like I would have missed out on so many relationship building opportunities and positive interactions with my students. 
Um, so if you are wanting to do this, I say go for it. I know that it can be hard at first to carve out the time, but you really never know when the reach of this five minutes of interacting with your students is going to end for that student. You don't know how far that impact is going to go. So for me, that makes it all that much more important because it may be 30 minutes for me, but it could impact that child's entire day or their whole week. Um, so making sure that we're prioritizing that time is something that's really important and hard to do at first, but I mean, the worth of it is just so much. And so um, I would say that if you want to do it, plan out your time and make sure that you're at that door every morning and you'd be surprised just how um, enriching it can be not only for the learning environment, but also with um, you and that student. Be intentional yes. is your message. Yes. What about you, Pollyanne? Um, well, I say start with the basics um, and start on day one if you're interested in, in, in using this technique. Um, a simple good morning or good afternoon will do. Um, and I highly recommend including their names um, once you've learned them. And for me, it actually helps me to match names to faces at the start of the year. So it's a double ah. benefit. Um, consistency is key. Turn it into part of your daily routine. So you want to, you know, you want the students to feel welcomed in your class and, and build a positive relationship. And this routine helps you build that respectful rapport before they even step foot into your classroom. Um, and now, nearly all students are willing to verbally reply to my greetings at the door, <laughs> but I understand that not all students are the same. So Actually, I teach them how to appropriately, appropriately respond. Um, just so like, you don't just get grunts. Right. So <laughs> just like we teach our ex educational expectations, um, we should also teach our behavioral expectations. So they know that they can acknowledge the greeting verbally or they can do a head nod, you know, a hand wave or, heck, I don't care, a peace sign, something, you know, <laughs> uh, just whatever, you know, however they're feeling, you know, for the day. But with that, it also gives me an immediate indicator of their emotional gauge for that day. I've really enjoyed being with you guys today. Thank you for being here. Thank you Thank for having you. us. It was a pleasure. You had a good time? Yes. I love that you taught us about greetings and the importance of them today. And I also love a strong farewell. So let's just, <laughs> let's bring it home with this. Educators, as you are implementing these practices in your classroom, we hope they're successful. And as your students leave at the end of the day, take that moment of breath between classes to look around your class, to feel successful and know that you're a great teacher because you are. I'm your host, Ashley Mingwasser. Talk to you next time on Classroom Conversations. Goodbye. Funding for Classroom Conversations is made possible through the School Climate Transformation Grant. 